I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to let you know about the shows that I've got on sale at Comedy Republic starting January 23 at 4pm, Saturdays going the next four weeks up until Feb 13. If you're in Melbourne, make sure you come along. The venue's great, the shows will be great, the lineups are looking spectacular. I don't think I say spectacular often, I don't know why I said it then, but I did. Hey, for tickets, go to joshell.com.au. Hopefully I see you there one of those Saturdays, if not all four. Also, if you want to help out the podcast, you can become a Patreon subscriber. Brand new episodes of Top 5 go up every single Sunday or Monday. Uh, very, very fun podcast with all your favourites from the show. They all come on and we count down the top five of something that I suggested. Enjoy this very funny episode with four people who are international. I'm very excited and I'll talk to you after the music. And welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week I'm going all over the globe. I've got three or four different time zones happening right now. Let's meet them right now. Our first guest shares their name with the Executive Officer for Housing in the New South Wales Government. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Deanne Smith. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great little fact. Hello. Same spelling and everything. Beautiful. It's capital A. Uh, yeah, well, on their LinkedIn profile it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to have to meet. Yeah, come to That's New South Wales, mind. come to Australia. Also joining us is a first-timer to the podcast. She's the only person on the internet who has her name, but can you please welcome to the podcast, it's Aparna Nanshirla, yay! Hello! Oh, my God, I can't believe there's only one. Only one. Although I did look, so what? I, when there's only one of a person on the internet, because I, I normally share who they share their names with, but there is yeah. another website called allstarbio.com, and you're on there, Aparna. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's only oh, it's only all-stars who get their bios on there? Only all-stars. Wow. This is the site wow. that said that I, a podcast host, earn 100000 to a $1 million a year. <laughs> and it doesn't say how much you earn on there, but it does say... Uh, looking at her career, her net worth is assumed to be no less than the seven-digit number. <laughs> that's so that's so coy. Yeah, yeah. Our next guest shares his name with an Indonesian man who, on Facebook, has the Batman logo as his profile. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's John Gabrus. Yay! Yay! Hi, it's me. Very, uh, very few John Gabruses in the world, John. Very few. Every Gabrus I've ran into is a direct relative of mine from Long Island. I haven't yeah. met one anywhere else, but apparently the name G-A-B-R-U-S is Punjabi for like dudes or bros. Ah. Like Gabru is a word, like G-A-B-R-U. Like it's a hashtag for because it's just a lot of like handsome dudes going out to clubs with like, <laughs> I don't know uh, articles of clothing. I'm not going to describe them with, uh, without uh, getting it correct. But and so... 
the name Gabrus, if you Google it anywhere, it's either just me or like uh, Punjabi guys partying. Sweet. And it's a very it's a very cool vibe for me. I'm very proud wow. to be part of it. And finally is another first time to the podcast. He shares his name with a morning show host on the Clear Channel in Anchorage, Alaska. Can you please welcome it? Scott Dooley. Wow. Yes. Do you yes. know about this guy, Scott? Shares his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. should, <laughs> certainly not me. What? Me and uh, it sounds like the kind of person whose uh, radio show is done with someone who's got an animal. So it's like... Oh. Dools and, and the beaver in the yeah. morning or something, <laughs> you know. That was always the... And that, remember breakfast radio shows used to always be... Have, have, they had to have... Like they were broadcasting from something... Like they were in a cage or they were like, it's the fun bus in the morning or something. They, always, they were never in a radio studio. They were always somewhere. We're teetering somewhere and it was always very dangerous. Well, That's you my were radio for in years, Dooley, over here. Did you mm. ever do outside broadcasts at like music festivals and you just think, what, what is the point of this apart from the fact that after my shift I can go and see a band? Yes, yes. Uh, almost exclusively that was the thought. It was like, why are you adding a degree of difficulty to such an antiquated thing? Like, we've had 400 years to figure this out. Yeah. But let's, let's, add, let's add ecstasy and glow sticks to see, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. Okay, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, what I do, I have four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. So let's play the game now. Our first game today is called Social Me Me Media. In this round, I'll read out status updates by the four of you. If you think you know who it is, you buzz in and tell me who tweeted it. Your names are your buzzers. If you get it correct, you get a point. If you get it incorrect, the person actually wrote the tweet, they get the point. So you don't lose any points. So nothing, nothing to lose here. Question one. Nobody has gotten cancelled harder than the concept of time in 2020. Deanne. Yes, Deanne. That sounds to me like classic Aparna. You are correct. That is Aparna, yes. yes. There for wow, Deanne. Deanne. Come out hot. All I do is study you on <laughs> So, because the first, the first lockdown show I did, you were on, John. That was the first uh, time. That was like wow. nine months ago when we were oh. thinking, it's just going to be like two weeks, four weeks. I don't know. Mm. Like, we'll be fine. Oh, yeah. At this point, uh, this office chair is like the lower half of my body i'm like a centaur <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you're like crane crane yeah on mutant yeah. ninja turtles <laughs> such Shut a current reference <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a global reference we get that here as well <laughs> question two fuck he's gonna launch a patreon isn't he scott yes scott i'm gonna say Deanne. No, that was John Gabrus there. Point there for Gabrus. No, I said I was, I'm going oh. to, but what I am actually saying is, you've got to let me finish. Is there a portion of the podcast where we defend our own hackiness? You can, no. Uh, you okay, can yeah, I'd, like to t I'd like to take that moment to use. I would love uh, the behind the scenes on this one. Let's, yeah, I, let's go back. It was, it was a half thought from my brain, but it was just so hack. I realized how hack it was when a thousand People responded with, or in OnlyFans, gross, or or in OnlyFans, LOL. I was like, oh, yeah, this is such a dumb joke. But in my head, I was thinking about every time a comedian gets canceled, 
they just launch a Patreon and end up making more money and being more successful. Mm-hmm. Anytime they're outed as having awful beliefs, they're like, well, now I'm over here behind a paywall, you know, making 30 grand a month. So that yeah. was my Trump joke, but I left it out and I should have thrown a few more fucking Owen Benjamins under the bus and shit. <laughs> here's, here's, here's a problem for me, I think, is uh, Scott thought it was mine. I didn't think it was hacky. I was flattered, to be honest with you. So we're all in agreement. I didn't that think it was hacky joke. either. Yeah, I, I chose it out of your thousands of tweets as one of the best ones. So, <laughs> so I don't know if that's an insult or not. Sometimes no, you I have think... to tweet jokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I feel bad. Oh, now thanks. I feel weirdly bad because Dooley said it was Deanne, and I'm like, can we defend the hackiness like, for a second? Now I feel like the I... shittiest thing. <laughs> I know I'm like, but no offense to you. I'm the one. I can't even keep track. All right, next question. Surprising. There are six elbows in a threesome. Scott. Yes, Scott. Deanne. You are correct. That one was Deanne. Yeah, point yeah. for Dooley. <laughs> yes. That Listen, is an abundance of elbows. <laughs> you think it's going to be great. You're like three mouths. I understand the math on this, but you don't understand the math. Yeah, more elbows to do. And knees. Oh, so I'm guessing with yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never experienced it, but I'm guessing like there's yeah. Anyway, moving on. All your threesomes <laughs> are with amputees. That's why. I mean, I've never experienced a threesome either, but I I get why abundance of elbows is di- is difficult. I have had sex and realized elbows are sort of not ideal. This now I, I wish my arms were just pinned straight. I wish they didn't bend at all. I've only well. just met a partner, but this is a story. Now I I I've got close once. Okay, I got close once, and then one of the girls in in the threesome got up to go to the toilet, couldn't find the door of my room, and just pissed in the corner of the room. Oh, and so that's when everything stopped. I went, all right, I got. I think we're going to stop this. Uh, yeah, so that's the closest I ever got. Would now be an inappropriate time to reference my OnlyFans because you can find me at OnlyFans.com/slash Too Many Elbows. It's triple jointed porn. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Ah, uh, nothing like plopping down on the couch after a long day of sitting on a slightly different part of the couch. Gabrus. Yes, Gabrus. I'm going to go with Dooley. No, that was a Aparna there. Point there for Aparna. Oh. Brutal. Yeah. What a game face, Aparna. I wish the podcast <laughs> listeners could have appreciated that. Oh, I didn't know what face to make when it's mine, so I just went for slightly haunted. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've well, got big World Series of Poker energy at the moment. I can see yeah. you with, you know, those mirrored glasses and iPhone, iPod on. I think it's safe to say we all have a sliding scale of what haunted is as well. Yeah. So, uh, Aparna slightly is a little more than most of ours. <laughs> right, next question. I'm starting a business called Only Plans. You sign up and I organise to do something with you that sounds fun, but the logistics are a pain. Hiking, busy art gallery, the zoo, whatever. The night before, though, I cancel, giving you your most intense endorphin rush of the week. Deanne. Yes, Deanne. Dooley. That is correct. That is Dooley, yes. yes. That's a good one. Oh, I thought that was brilliant that was a business plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, thank you. I, I realize whenever it's time to buzz in, I forget my name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one, so it should be easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. You think I'm an all star. 
it is keep referencing an Indonesian <laughs> businessman who has Batman as a logo by accident. <laughs> but this is a good plan, Duels. I've got a new yeah. one. If, okay. I, if I can pitch you a new business idea, which is um, it's it's a, it's a, like. I call it airport players theater. And what we do is we have people come and act out being not allowed on a plane because they were involved in the coup the other day. <laughs> and so you've got something to watch while they go, your plane's delayed. And, you, and they're like, you can't tell me I'm a terrorist. And then they get dragged off. And, and oh, that happens yeah. at every gate in America. I'd like it to audition. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you'd be great. I have right wing face. I'm perfect for that. <laughs> I can't wear a red hat. I just can't, no matter what it says. Well, I think that's that's Trump's legacy. He's ruined red hats for the world. <laughs> yeah, yes. and that's going to be his biggest stain on American yeah. history. Yeah, it's truly the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> and I, look. Somebody call the fashion police. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late because I was really just reeling through the horrific things he's done in my mind. Oh, no. Here comes the fascist police. They heard me there wrong. We go. There we go. All right. Next question. I like to go to the dog park and yell, hey, no fighting to dogs. They're not doing anything. Just as an excuse for me to put my finger in their ass. <laughs> a partner. Yes, a partner. I'm going to say this is... John Gabrus. You are correct. That is John Gabrus there. <laughs> That's a solid bet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you've met me once, it's like, ah, this joke references dog assholes. It's probably that guy. <laughs> I should also point it's written ass, but as an Australian, I say ass, which mm. makes it sound harsher than it actually is, I think. Oh, I was going to say it sounds softer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It sounds more metaphorical in yeah. with the Aussie slang. Yeah. Ass sounds like fuck me in my why, why am I saying that? Why am I about to say that sentence? <laughs> yeah, listen, when you say it like this, it sounds graphic, huh? And this the setup I give it is objectively graphic. <laughs> All right. Helpful. Next question. Petition for me to replace Ellen, but only in the bedroom. Scott. Yes, Scott. Deanne. You are correct. Uh, it was Deanne, yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. 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 That's Scully profiling. I know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you know why? Because I thought, how many elbows does Ellen have? Less than six? <laughs> <laughs> that is some solid deduction. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank is you. this a should... Portia de Rossi f tweet? Is this what it is? I mean, I guess you could take it that way. It was just more like all the conversation about replacing Ellen. Yeah. And I just, you know, I got to put my classic little Dirty Deanne Smith spin on it. Hell yeah. I share a birthday with Portia. Oh. Yeah, we're very Ooh. close like that. What, well, what signs are you? We're, we're Aquarius. Uh -huh. Is that how you pluralize okay. that? Aquariuses? We're yeah, Aquariuses. So, oh, so your birthday's coming up. Yeah, I mean January that's true. Everyone, but yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> everyone's birthday is coming up. My birthday is just around the corner, so Portia, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump out of a cake for you. She's from Geelong. Portia's not a real name either. Her real name's not Portia De Rossi. Yeah, what is it? I, I don't know, but it. you can look it up. But she's from Geelong, which is like an hour out of where I am right now. Like, yeah. Although Ellen and her never come. They never come to Australia. You think they could just pop in? They're missing out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Out. All right, next question. Dill is the herb equivalent of an acquaintance you run into at a party and wonder why aren't we better friends? She's so rad. Gabrus. Yes, Gabrus. Is that 
Is that uh, Deanne? No, that is a partner. Another point there for a partner. Oh, just... Sorry, I was going to chime in and th- think it was a partner. So I'm sorry if my face. Mis- <laughs> no, I second. I was going to say a partner, and then I second guessed myself at the last minute, and I don't know why, and I also don't know why I care so much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I know I how I, podcasts work, and I'm like, just move on, and I'm like, I can't believe I got that wrong. I'm like so affected like, <laughs> by that. I I hate to play a stereotype, but. Deanne apologizing for her face is the most Canadian thing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about my face. (laughs) I I, I agree with you, Pana. Dill is one of the best herbs. It is, but I always forget about it and finally brave enough to talk about it. Well, we're not all on seven figures a year like you are, Pana. We can't all just be buying Dill like it. That makes I her know. a dillionaire. Yeah. Sorry. Ooh. Get out. Just leave. Just leave. Uh, my guess is that was a part of his joke as well. <laughs> All right, question nine. I peed in a public restroom at a pool for possibly the first time in my life this week. I am 38. Deanne. Yes, Deanne. Is it Scott Dooley? No, that is John Gabrus. Oh, I don't know who's 38. Oh, thank God. That, Good, that, Good answer, Deanne. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was nerve-wracking because it felt like you had to pick who was 38. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're pretty much all around the same age. Well, you never know what people are saying on their all-star bio. Uh, that's though. true, yes. That's <laughs> true. Uh, but because of COVID, I had to pee into the – like I couldn't get into the pool to pee. Like hanging in the pool wasn't the vibe. <laughs> I was staying at a hotel. And for the first time, I, re- I realized as I was walking – I was a pool lifeguard uh, on my swim team, all that shit growing up. So I'm so accustomed to pissing in the pool in the ocean that when I was walking to the bathroom, I'm like, I don't think I've done this. So, And I was fully taken aback by like a pool restroom. I'm embarrassed to admit that, of course. My wife told me not to tweet that, but <laughs> we're here. We, but you I, thought, I'm she... just going to tweet it. It's going to disappear. No one's going to bring it up ever again. <laughs> Some weird podcast on the other side of the world is not going to tw- like favor it, put it in a file. <laughs> Bring it up again. I have a question for the group. I personally think that peeing in the ocean, no problem. It's a vast body of water. Mm-hmm. We yeah. expect everyone to do it. Peeing in a pool, however, I know it's done. I do not condone. Where do we all stand with this? I used to, but I no longer do it. I just well, can't. You just go in the can't. corner of your room. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my kids were doing swimming lessons uh, last week, and I had to get out of the pool to go pee, and like. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I probably would have just went, oh, I'll just do it in here. But no, I thought, no, really? I, I just can't do it. My body just couldn't physically do it. Wow. I know the chemicals supposedly take care of it, right? So it's not like Yeah, really it's got chlorine. Problem. But also right. we were huh. told as kids there was another thing in the pool that if you do pay, it's going to turn blue or red or purple. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, every time someone brings that shit up to me, I always I, I look them right in the eyes and go, it's not true. And they're like, it really is. I'm like, no, because if it was, it'd be blue by my fucking bathing suit right now, bro. And I, I still feel like there'd be one kid who'd be like, I want a purple pool. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, that's better than piss, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rave. Uh, All right, and our last question for this round. Remember, you're not defined by any one thing. Beyonce was in the third Austin Powers movie. <laughs> Aparna. Yes, Aparna. I'm going to say Scott. You are correct, yes. The only one who didn't laugh at that one, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. You covered your mouth with the microphone. Yeah, looked up very it would seriously. Have been, 
would have been horrible if I was like, oh, who comes up with this stuff? What a genius. <laughs> At the end of that first round, the scores are Deanne on two points, John on two points, Scott on two points, and on four points in the lead, it's Apana. What? what? This is good. Ooh. How? You People guessed others that were actually yours. Oh, 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 right. So you right. pick up points there, yeah. But still, it's still close. All right, this next round is called Yearbook. Now, in this round, we go back and talk about a time that has stayed with us. And today we're talking about a young Scott Dooley, who in the year 2000, Scott was 20 years old, living in Sydney during the Olympic Games, and he was partying it up. One night, he was out drinking and made friends with an athlete from Tunisia. They kept drinking together when all of a sudden the athlete looked at the time and panicked. He turned to Scott and said, I've missed curfew. They won't let me back into the village. I will cause shame to my country. But what happened next? Was it A? Scott watched as his new friend, who just happened to be a Greco-Roman wrestler, completely switch from friendly drinking buddy to enraged maniac, and the guy smashed up the place and Scott ran off. The story made news, and Scott kept it a secret for months because he thought somehow he would get in trouble from the police. That's A. B. Scott, also very drunk, said, I'll break you into the village. So Scott and his new mate got a cab to the athlete's village and Scott made such a dick of himself in front of the security that his mate just wandered in with his passes and never got in trouble. So that's B. Or C. Scott told him he could sleep at his mum's place on the couch. The next morning when his mum woke up, she couldn't believe it because the night before she had watched this guy, now passed out on her couch, wrestle in the gold medal match. Now one of these is true. You can ask him as many questions as you want, but bear in mind he wants you to get it wrong so he gets your points. You don't have to answer together. You can answer individually. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. Uh, my first question is, what what weight class was he? He was in the heavyweight. He was in the heavy... Well, it's not... Uh, it's, I, I, I don't know the actual weight, but the way it's done in the Olympic... It's not like boxing where it's like heavy, middle, fly and stuff. It's like 70 yeah. to 78 kilos mm. and then 79 to... Yeah, but he, he, was on the, he was on the top scale. Yeah, he was a... He was I do think I'm that weird. Can I, can I say with the, with the weight, just have one. Just go. That's it. This is this is the best wrestler. Not people who are the best at wrestling sixty kilo people. It's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel I feel your idea falls down under just the most slight of scrutiny, <laughs> which is you can't you can't just have a forty five kilo guy up against well, one hundred and thirty like, kilo oh, guy. I, I like There's basketball. Let's have a five foot seven league. I would be pretty good in the five foot seven league. No, it's, it's for tall people. I see your point. Thank you. And yeah, I'm sorry that you I feel left it. out of basketball. <laughs> yeah. We see from. what it's coming yeah. from. Yes. <laughs> well, you mentioned, you uh, said you were five seven earlier and <laughs> during the vocal checks, and now very obsessed with this stupid scaling of wrestling. <laughs> I want to watch men wrestle. Baby teens. <laughs> um, I have two questions. Uh, what was this guy's name, and what was he drinking for most of the night? His name was Homer. That was his nickname. His, uh, his actual name was uh, uh, Omran. So his nickname oh. was like Home Run. So they just called him Homer. And I think, listen, I'm going back. It's 20 years ago. I was 20. I was a pizza delivery. I reckon we were drinking kind of beer. Actually, no, you know what we were drinking? We were drinking mojitos because we'd found there was this bar that had mojitos. So we were, we were drinking them and... Um, uh, we're so drinking fun. pretty much anything. They, they, I think. These 
answers have no bearing it was on fun. anything that could happen afterwards. <laughs> I just wanted to know. Um, but I'll, I'll ask this. <laughs> more, you're just I'll more. Ask just more. one more. How did you distract the security guard? Well, if I'm to be completely honest, I didn't actually distract the security guard. As it turns out, we went out to the Olympic Village. So the Olympic Village was about, it's in a place called Homebush. So it's about kind of a 30 minute drive from the, the, the downtown, like the CBD of Sydney. And when we got out there, lo and behold, I, I went over, I was like, hey, mate, I've got this. I said, hello. And I went over and tried to like talk, talk this guy's way in. As it turns out, there was no curfew. <laughs> These are adults. These are professional athletes at a work event. They don't have a curfew like some summer camp where it's like, lights out. You've got the 100 metre final tomorrow, Usain Bolt. That doesn't happen. But I, we both thought that that was the case. So um, as it turns out, as it turns out, I'm there going, and seriously, what's the thing? I'm going, go, 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 go. And then trying to chat up the security guard, but it was completely unnecessary. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, I have a question. Was he done competing already or he still had more matches? No, that okay, was his okay. last night. Yeah, his his last night he'd competed that uh oh, wow. I think that He's evening. Celebrating and, uh, perhaps yeah, his gold him. medal. He was he was wearing tracksuit <laughs> okay, pants okay. but no medals. Okay, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do people think they know what they're going to guess? Oh, I forgot about that part of the game. <laughs> like, what are we solving here? I'm like, are we trying to catch him lying? Because I don't know the real story. And I'm like, oh, right, we have to guess one yeah, of these. One of these letters. is real, yeah. is what I'm saying. I, I want C to be real. I, want I know, me Homer too. to have crashed with mom. Me but too. Scott made a very convincing case for B, yeah. uh, distracting the security guards. I don't know how, the question is, how good of a liar is Scott Dooley? And I don't know yet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Lincoln. It this feels like a reverse yeah. uh making a murderer where like the kid's really smart but the people asking the questions are just morons and like <laughs> not that I think you're morons, but the questions aren't really you're not gonna elicit a good response being like, What were you drinking? It's not <laughs> All right, so Dan, you you're gonna say B or you wanna ask another question? I'm gonna go with my gut and say B. B, okay. Uh John, what do you think? I'm going to go with A. You're going to go with A. And Apana? I don't fully remember all of them clearly, but I'm going to go with B as well. You're going to go with B as well. The correct answer was C. He went and sat <gasps> on his mum's couch. Scott Dooley got oh, three, three Dooley points out of that round. Yeah. lied to us. Um, <laughs> I did. I feel I feel like about I that. won, though, because that's what I wanted to be true. I know. Right, yes. Yes. <laughs> but there's there's more to this story. So he, so me and my mate, like the Olympics. I don't know if you've ever been to a city when the Olympics are on. It's it just overtakes the whole town. It's it's a really kind of exciting time to be there. And me and my friends uh, had this competition where who could get the most photos with Olympians. And this was back in like disposable camera days, and they were everywhere. You'd, you'd see them at the bars, and they were really easy to tell who they were because they were very attractive. Or every single Olympian is the most beautiful person you've ever seen because they haven't <laughs> been drinking for since they, you know, were at high school. And 
they're, they're all there and, they're, and they had these huge like accreditations like you know backstage pass lanyards but they were massive they were like the size of an A4 piece of paper with laminates and saying what their event was what country they're from and stuff so we go over to this bloke to go and have a photo with him and he was around our vintage maybe a bit older and he said and we said oh we'll buy you a beer and stuff and we had a chat to him and he had just competed that night in the Greco-Roman wrestling, the very event that my mother and father had gone to watch, right? So they'd gone, we've gone out, we've taken them all around. The curfew thing was real. He said, I can't go back. There was a curfew at the Olympic Village. Um, And he said, I can't go back. I'm going to bring disgrace to my family, to my nation. This can't happen. And I said, you know what you should do? You should just stay at my place, mate. Just come over. And so at about three o'clock in the morning, load into a taxi, we go to my place. I live in the suburbs, so we've drive, drive, drive. We go, we go back to my place, set him up on the couch, the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, my mum wakes up the next day and sees, the, and he could, he was snoring the house down as well because he was enormous, like he was a big, big dude. So <laughs> she wakes up and she's like, wait, that's, so she goes to the program, like there was a program for the event she was, and she goes, she goes that's, that's the bloke. And she's got his accreditations there, so his name and country. And she's like, that's him. So she goes and gets my dad and goes, look at this. This is the bloke we saw. So we wake up the next day. <laughs> Mum makes us breakfast. <laughs> and then because I was in a competition, who could get the most photos? I'm like, I've won. I bagged an Olympian. I've actually got one. So I took him around to every one of my <laughs> mates' places. It's like, we're all unemployed. You know, uni students. All around going, oh, look at this. I'm like honking the horn and stuff like that. Then we took him all around Sydney and we showed him all around Sydney the next day. We went out for lunch and we had a couple of beers and then we put him on the right train because there were trains running straight to the Olympic Village all the time. Straight out to the Olympic Village. Thanks very much. That was oh, beautiful. That so that was the story. Awesome. Wow. About, but the, but it, about five years ago, I was back in Australia and I was in a taxi and I was talking to the driver and he was like, oh, where do you live? And I said, oh, I live, actually live in America now. And I said, what about you? He goes, yeah, I live here, but I'm actually originally from Tunisia. And I said, Tunisia, mate, have I got a story for you? So I tell him the whole story, the parents at the thing and he sleeps on the couch and the thing. And he goes, and halfway through he goes, yeah, yeah, and your mum woke up and saw the thing. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, mate. I am mates with Homer. I grew up with him. And I was like, fuck. He goes, mate, I'm deadly serious. He, t- he told me all about that story. He talks about it all the time. Let's give him a call. <laughs> so in the front seat of a taxi in Sydney, 15, 20 years later, I'm having a chat to him. I said, is this bullshit? We're on FaceTime. There he is, Homer. He's got kids. He remembered me. That's the whole wow. thing. So cool. And that was, that was the awesome. Olympic story. Isn't it amazing? Do you reckon Homer's experience in Sydney, yeah. influenced by you, influenced this guy to move there? Maybe Homer goes back, oh, Sydney's the best city in the world. You've got to go. And this guy's, all right, I'll go. I'll leave Tunisia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I, I think if I can have one person yeah. leave the country, <laughs> I, don't I don't care under what right, circumstances. At the end of the round, the scores are Deanne, two points still. Gabriel's two points still. Apana, four points. But in the lead now on five points is Scott Dooley. Oh. All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about someone else on the panel. If you think it's true, you'll say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you'll say nah. You can ask me as many questions, but bear in mind, they want you to get it wrong, so they get your point. So here we go. To Scott. When Aparna was a child, 
She went to a family friend's dinner party and walked into a room filled with cakes. A partner wanted a piece of each cake and threw a huge tantrum until the party host told her they'll put a piece of every cake in a Tupperware container. The next day when she looked in the fridge at a container, she realised the hosts had tricked her because it was just full of one cake. Yeah or nah? You can ask her questions. <laughs> yeah, anyone can ask questions. Yeah. How many cakes? Mm, I would say 10 to 12 cakes. And how old were you at the time? Probably like five or six. That's a lot of cakes for a six-year-old, yeah. Yeah. What it's was probably the, the one... most cakes I'd ever seen up yeah. until that point. In yeah, one, in one place. Soon... <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. you get into college, you're yeah. seeing that many cakes yeah, in seeing... every room. Yeah. Every, every room you're going. <laughs> you're taking classes with at least six to seven cakes. <laughs> it's like elbows and knees in Deanne's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the one cake that was in the Tupperware the next day? What flavor was that cake? It was like one congealed Frankenstein piece. Ah, like it was a glo- uh, it was like a glob Voltron cake. Okay. Yeah. As I suspected. <laughs> when? Yes. This may seem a little esoteric, but follow me. When, when the craze <laughs> on the internet about eight or nine months ago came around, where oh. everything was purporting to be a cake. Yes. Yeah. What was what was your first emotion? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think Thank I you. was angry. I think I'm right. generally angry. Yeah. Okay, I've heard I've heard all I need to hear, Josh. Okay. Yes, that's a that's a that's a yeah from me. You are correct, Scott. That was a true story. Yeah. <laughs> was it a wedding? What was what was the the event? No, it was just a, it was cakes? a ho- standard holiday potluck. It went all out and everyone, on everyone. Everyone went. We'll bring a cake. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so yeah. There was no other food. <laughs> and how big a tantrum are we talking about here? Was it real, like fists on the floor, or you just kind oh, of? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't okay. throw little ones. They're always yeah. full commitment. All right. So to a partner now. When John was eleven, he and his little brother went to a recording of the Nickelodeon TV show Wild and Crazy Kids. Sitting in the audience, John's younger brother got randomly chosen to compete on the show. John was insanely jealous, and even to this day, his brother will bring it up, and John still feels resentment towards it. Yeah or nah? Okay, how did he do on the show? He didn't win. He popped... They were shaving balloons. Uh, Like, they put, like, (laughs) shaving cream on balloons. Yeah, yeah. And he, you had to shave it, and he popped his. But he didn't lose, like, he wasn't the worst, but he didn't win. Uh, Because the prize, if he had won any sort of prize, I I would have, I'd still be recovering from it in some capacity. (laughs) The only reason that it wasn't, because I'm the oldest, and everything was a competition for us. So, my, my, and my little brother was, like, a better athlete and a better student for a period of time. So he got like all these accolades that I wasn't getting. And that was just like, I was the personality one. So I was furious when I wasn't sure. But he was like objectively a cuter kid. So like, I get why now, as I know, under, understand TV production, why they chose him. But it broke my heart at the time. Just to follow up, did they, yeah. did they just give a bunch of randomly selected children straight raises? <laughs> <laughs> Great just film the results. <laughs> no, no, they were like fake, like they were looked like regular <laughs> razors. They were like 
what I think they probably were were like blunted disposable razors. They looked like disposable uh, razors. Maybe didn't even have blades in them, but something caused some of them to pop. Who knows? Uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, you saying that makes me think like, yeah, I don't know if they just handed out blades to kids. And, <laughs> but also, TV production like in nineteen ninety four or whenever this yeah. was was like, you know. They had like a stack of dead Mr. Eds behind the fucking, you know, studio lot. I don't know if America had this show, but we had it in the 90s, which was called Who Dares Wins. I don't know if that was an American show, but it was this kind of low budget. But It's it was not like, even American grammar. For some <laughs> <know>. <laughs> who Dares Wins. And it was hosted by an ex-cricketer called Mike Whitney, and he would just go up to random people in the supermarket and stuff and dare them to, like, roll a blade down a half pipe. And people would just absolutely stack themselves, like... Came, and mm. it was like for $50. It's like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing it for $50. Yeah. Like. What, the, the most spectacular one of them I saw was when, and, and this is what they do as well. They literally just go up to people on the streets, right? And then the people would be like, yeah, I've got an hour. Let's go to the Olympic diving center or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the best one was, have you ever seen in, there's a tribe in Papua New Guinea where as a rite of passage, they will fling themselves off a, uh, a like a scaffolding that's made from bamboo, um, and it's a sign of masculinity. And it's where um, bungee jumping kind of derived from. And and the, the the longer your vine, the more masculine you are. And so you get these lunatics that are like, I'm just going to fuck so many villagers here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make my vine so long that I'm just going to hit the ground. And they kill them. So it's really dangerous. They got this bloke out of a supermarket and went, mate, do you want to go to Port Moresby? We've got an idea for you. You could win 1500 bucks and a trip to Vanuatu. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, all right then. And so off he goes and he goes up. And and so one of the things was is that if you didn't do the main dare, um, then it would fall to the host. And if the host did it, you wouldn't get a prize. And so they had this guy from the hardware store standing next to this guy who'd played cricket for Australia for like two games on top of this thing next to these guys doing this rite of passage going, should we do it? And uh, I can't remember. I don't think they ended up doing it. But that was to me the most – it was like it just ticked every 90s television box. It was like low rent. It was culturally insensitive. Like this is like a huge, like sacred moment in this in these people's lives, and they're they're going, yeah, we should film it and see if Darren will do it. And um, <laughs> and the guy the guy ended up getting a trip to Vanuatu because Mike Whitney wouldn't jump. It's it's pretty wow. Australian as well to be like yeah. uh, create a show around like games you play at the pub when you're on the piss. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> totally. it's like, uh, it's like, Hey mate, for a fiver, would you, would you blank is like the name of the show <laughs> for a free, for a free pint, mate, would you blank? And it's like 75% of Australian guys I've met in my life would be like, yes, who I meet a ton of Australian people because I travel the world to party. Like when I go to Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany is where I met a thousand Australians. Yeah. Where I, <laughs> if you go to, uh, uh Go to a ski mountain in Vancouver, Deanne. You could probably run into a, uh, a several hundred Australians at any given moment. Yeah. Does all this who dares win uh, talk help you, Apana, in John's question? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. This, this really, this really cleared things up for me, and I am going to say, yeah. You are incorrect. That was nah. That was oh. not a true story. Oh, Point there for no. John. I'm so sorry. Was Would any you, of it I, true? No, I was. Comp- that was fun to lie. I felt. <laughs> 
I do feel guilt now that you've been told it was a lie, but at the time it was thrilling to be lying to you guys. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. But do you remember it, Wild and Crazy Kids, John? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a TV was my parents, so like, yeah, I know all that shit. Omar Gooding hosted. It was it was big. Uh, Donny and Donny Jeffcoat. Omar Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother. There you go. Huh. All right, now to Hang John. On. John, just sorry. Was the brother real? <laughs> well, I still don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm the old. I have two younger brothers. All right, so to John, and now. we are competitive assholes. Yeah. Sorry. To John, when Deanne and I first met, we were in Adelaide in 2008. Adelaide's a, a city in Australia. Deanne wanted to hire a car and drive to Melbourne, but their Canadian license wasn't international. At the time, we had the same haircut, so Deanne used my ID and hired a car under my name. The guy at the rental place looked at the ID, looked at Deanne, back at the ID and said, wow, we have the same birthday, year and everything. Deanne responded, twins. And the guy said, yeah, Gemini twins. And they high-fived. As Deanne drove away, they realised that I'm actually a Cancerian and felt bad that the dude at the car rental place was 27 and did not know his star sign. <laughs> yeah or nah? Uh... <laughs> All right, my question is, what is your actual star sign? What is your actual horoscope? My actual star sign? Yeah. My birthday is July 22nd, 1976, so I am... Why did I give you the year? Just <laughs> 1976. Please, please believe um, that. Yeah, all-star bio will get that, and they'll run with that. <laughs> trillionaire, um, <laughs> trillionaire in her 40s. <laughs> So I consider myself a Cleo. I am on the cusp of Cancer and Leo. I have been told by astrologers who know this stuff that because I was born in the evening on the East Coast, I'm actually a Leo. Okay, okay. That yeah. that settles it for me. If anyone has any other questions, yeah. they can throw them <laughs> But I would say Deanne and I have a very similar bone structure in our face. Yeah. You past. wish, Josh. Had, you wish. I mean, we had... <laughs> <laughs> Identical haircuts in 2008. Wow. We, did. we just we were both doing the side. Like Josh is a, ahead of his time. You know, it was like hipster dude, and I was just. I'm glad you said dude. Lesbian. I thought you were going for douche there, so I'm glad dude. Hipster douche. <laughs> <laughs> just casually yeah. throwing it out. In the middle of Josh the was uh, riding that douche wave way ahead of the way ahead of the rest of the douches. <laughs> so what do you think, John? You think yes is a true story or a false story? Um, I'm gonna go with. True story. You are incorrect. That was a nah point there for Deanne. Whoa. Oh, man, I've never wanted a story to be so true. I know. Time. I love that story. Yeah, when I wrote it, I was very impressed with myself. I thought that that's a good story. <laughs> even the lie of it has brought us closer as friends, Josh. Yeah, like, it's good. There'll be a part of me that believed it happened. <laughs> yeah, know? in 20 years, we'll say, that actually happened. That's how lies happen and work. Yeah. All right, so Deanne uh, now. I had a female friend I had the same haircut as, and we would not see each other for a couple months, and then we'd both change our haircuts, and when we would see, see each other again, we'd have the exact same haircut. Like, Whoa. Becky Drysdale and I, for like eight years, just kept interchanging where we would run into each other and be like, wow, we really do look like we, we got the exact same haircut. <laughs> Most surprising of all, now she has a sick beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Deanne, when Scott was a young man, if he didn't like a person, sorry, no, when Scott was young, not a man, when he was a child, if he didn't like a person, he would tell them they were ugly, storm off and sit somewhere where they could still see him, and then come back two minutes later and <laughs> act like he was seeing people for the first time ever. 
Yeah or nah? Ooh. Okay, wait. I somehow got lost in there. He would tell them they were ugly. Tell them they're they ugly. Sit somewhere. Sit somewhere where they could still see him, and then he would come back and pretend he was seeing them for the first time ever. Okay, listen. I am gonna ask questions about this, but I want to lock in my answer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Scott. <laughs> at what At what age did this happen? I was about sixteen. Um, no. <laughs> oh wow! I thought you were no. much younger. No, I was. I was like two, like, like three. two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That that it kind of checks out just as something a, a wacky little two or three year old would do. Do you remember specifically who any of these people were? Like, were they your mom's friends or just like people at the grocery? So it, it was. So where where we lived, we lived in this apartment, um, like apartment complex I guess there was like three or four apartments near each other my grandparents lived in one and we lived in another and I would walk over to see my grandparents and apparently what I'd do is I'd go in and be I'd say to my mum I'd say I can I have some uh, ice cream and my mum would be like no, it's 10 o'clock in the morning you no, it's not happening and I'd go you all ugly in here and I'd storm off and go to my grandparents <laughs> place and be like hey can I have some ice cream and they'd be like mate it's not gonna happen I'd say you're all ugly in here and then I'd go and wait just outside the door but I had spiky hair and it was like one of those you know like those Mr. Ed doors you know that you know you could it had glass and you could <laughs> see through it and I'd just crouch down and then I'd walk back in like I'd been away apparently and I'd be like hey what are you guys doing here and like act as if nothing had happened and then I'd try again I'd be like oh it's good to see you all maybe we should have some ice cream and and that would be my kind of thing that I'd try to do Okay, I love this. I want it to be true. I, I say yeah. You are correct, Leanne. That is a true what? story, yes. Cute. I did a terrible yeah. job at lying by just reiterating exactly what happened. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's more entertaining that way, Scott. At the end of that round, the scores are John on three points, Deanne on four points, Aparna on four points, and in the lead still on six points, it's Scott Dooley. Ooh. All right, this is our final round. Still close enough anyone can win. It's good. It's called Hoo Hoo. Who, who? In this round, I'll read out 10 questions about the four of you. If you think you know who it's about, buzz in. Your name's your buzzer. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. You can't buzz in for your own ones. First question is this one. Whose earliest memory is being pushed by their older sibling in their pram into a garage door? Scott. <laughs> yes, Scott. John. No, it's a partner. No. Point off Scott there. He And John even said he's the oldest in his family. Oh. Oh. oh, the use well, of pram Smith. threw me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What, what would you call it? A stroller? Uh, a stroller. A stroller. Is that what? Uh, okay. A pram works. A pram works. I, I know what you meant. I just was like, oh, then that must be an Aussie that said it. Oh. That's what oh, I was going to guess. No, yeah. just me who wrote it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you were saying, upon it, you're not sure if this actually happened or you made it up. I can't, I don't know. I, I My sister doesn't remember it, but I remember it so vividly. I don't know if it was a stress dream I invented as a child, but I remember rocketing down this driveway in this stroller and just crashing into the door. I I refuse to lose a point for this unverified story. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just can't accept this result. <laughs> May I counter that even if it's not strictly true, it is emotionally true? It's emotionally yeah. true. I feel it in my body. Yep. Just do, like. Do you know what? I, 
to unify this team, I'm going to allow this steal to happen, but I want you to know I tried to stop the steal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next Let, question. Now, now you push for unity. Yeah. Okay, so now you push for unity. Got it. <laughs> Who here once had dinner with the commander of the International Space Station? Uh, Parna, I'm going to say Deanne. You are correct. That was true. Oh. Aparna, yeah. Ah. <laughs> you know, I should have, I looked at everyone's faces one by one. <laughs> and I was like, how does that help me at all? Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't any of them. Was it me? Like, I like, I don't even know how the fuck it played. Um, when you said had dinner, it sounded much more formal than it was. But so Chris Hadfield is a renowned can, uh, Canadian astronaut and was commander of the International Space Station. He does a show in Toronto every year called Generator, where they invite like speakers and comedians, whatever. And he had us all over to his house for dinner the night before. Um, yeah, you guys are right to be like, wow, but it was really lovely. That's um, even better than dinner. Say, that's like going to his house. Yeah. That's a very personal yeah. invitation. It was cool. It was cool. But I did feel like, uh, you know, pretty pedestrian, I guess, a little too terrestrial and earthly when at some point, <laughs> you know, people were there from all over the place. Like... Uh, woman who Sakina Yacobi ran secret schools in Afghanistan during the Taliban regime. I mean, people, someone who, I don't remember her name, but they based the character of Jodie Foster in the movie Contact on this woman. Like she studies my extraterrestrial movies. life. That's her deal. <laughs> These people were there. I was already feeling intimidated. And then at some point, Chris asks everybody, he goes, so where did everybody travel from to be here today? And I was like, oh, we get it, Chris. You've been to space. What the fuck? <laughs> I drove here. I drove. I, I, I get really uncomfortable in those situations when there's really smart people and people who have accomplished lots of stuff. I was once at a party and one of the people there was, they were a fighter pilot in the Australian Army and, or Air Force, I guess. And, but they'd just been telling me they'd been going over to, um, oh, I can't remember where, but they were flying like civilians back into safety and they were telling this amazing story. And it was kind of a lull in the conversation. So I just said, oh, so in, in, your, in your planes, are, are there cup holders in those planes? That's all. That's the only question <laughs> I asked him. And I was like, oh, this is the that's worst. That's a good question. Yeah. Are there, do you there, there are not. What? I know. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question: Who once saw a fish die of natural causes? <laughs> Deanne. Yes, Deanne. Uh, was it Dooley? It was Dooley. Yes, I put there for oh. Deanne. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was in the wild too. It wasn't no. It was no captivity death. I was. I was just watching. I was at a pier. And I watched this fish. Oh, the fish swim a bit weird. And then it just slowly, over the course of about five minutes, just kind of went upside down and it was done. It was really <laughs> wild. I still think about it now. It happened like 15 years ago. And I still think about it. Were you, <laughs> were you like practicing your act out loud or anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. Now this could go. This could go either way. I, I either killed or it died of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll let you choose. <laughs> I was testing your sensitivity levels. <laughs> it's all a compliment. A lot of, as I back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, what's the deal with sharks? That actually <laughs> sounds like that actually sounds like a beautiful student film. A man watches a fish die of natural causes. 
Yeah, and then and then there's the final bit of like pretentious first year um, imagery. <laughs> yeah. I place a goldfish next to the shoreline of an ocean at the beach, and it's <laughs> like, oh, is it us that are actually caged? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. The kind of final thought. And the whole thing's just called witness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next question: Who, as a child, had their guinea pig held hostage for months? Only to be returned pregnant. <laughs> uh, Deanne. Yes, Deanne. Was it John? No, it was a partner. Point there. Off. Oh, uh, uh, Deanne. Me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We had this guinea pig, and it was a boy. And then we went on vacation, and my dad's coworker took care of it. And then when we got back, they wouldn't give it back to us. And he asked every day for like a month. And then finally we got it back and it was pregnant. So we were like, is it our guinea pig? Was our guinea pig misgendered? And then it had three little guinea piglets. Uh, I did have a guinea pig, so that was a good guess, Deanne. Oh. But my wife's dog, my wife, then girlfriend's dog, she watched <gasps> it and her dog killed it. Oh, and ate it. oh no. She that was like cleaning out its cage and she just heard a noise and ran downstairs and the dog had oh. the guinea pig. In its mouth. And it's like, Still a major tragedy 15 years oh. later in our relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm guessing who's more upset by that, John, you or your wife? Well, it was our college roommate and I got fucking drunk and got a guinea pig at a pet store when we were at the mall. And my wife was like, what are you guys going to do with it over the holidays? I was like, my mom's allergic. And my friend's like, I'm not bringing it home. I'm like, we're going to leave a bunch of food. You know, we're like 19. And my girlfriend is like, I'll take care of it. And then <laughs> she ends up getting it done. Oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of fun. no. That's kind of fun. There is there is absolutely no way your mum's allergic to guinea pigs, John. No. She just said that, so you wouldn't bring it home. <laughs> no, no one is allergic to guinea pigs. That's true. I've never heard of that. <laughs> ever? Have you ever? Never. No. All right. Next question: Who went to a school? Who went to a school where the bullying was so bad that a kid's mum, who worked at the school, got bullied for the fact that her son shit his pants five years earlier? <laughs> Mom Scott. get bullied. <laughs> I heard Scott, but we'll answer a part of this question in a second. Yes, Scott. Yeah. Uh, John. Yes, it was John. Yes. <laughs> really. Uh, all right. So, how did his mom get bullied? <laughs> this, like, uh, some people's parents were like weird part-time employees at the school. Like, so and so's dad was a parking lot attendant, and like, this kid's mom was like a hall monitor, which meant she like helped get the elevator for the kids who needed it in our school. And if you were any kid was on crutches and needed any extra help or carrying their bag, she was in charge of that. And her kid shit her pants. Like, her kid was in the school. He shit his pants and, like, tried not to – tried to hide it. Hi, I was an awful person. I've come to terms with that. But, like, you were we made child, fun of this kid. Though. We were a child. We yeah. made fun of this kid a lot for shitting his pants. It was, like, hard not to. And when the kid eventually graduated, but his mom still worked there, we would talk to her about her son shitting her pants. And he was, like, a senior when, I, like, it, it had passed so far that, like, the kid was two years out of the school. I was gone, and I had heard from my younger brothers that people still brought up her son shitting his pants to her. Like, for over a decade, she heard about it. Hopefully still. I don't know. Hopefully she's retired and she's got like a hobby that's filling her time and making her some side cash. But other than that, 
I think we went to very similar schools, John. I, I meet people who go to school, who went to school, and like, no, there was not many fights or bullying really. I'm like, that is so different to how I went to school. Like, it is just yeah. yeah. We had something called the spit you, pit, which was like this big. Uh, way, if you walked in it, people above you would spit no. on you, and it was known just don't walk through that bit. And if you did walk through it, teachers would go, well, why did you walk through that bit? We all know what it is. <laughs> That's it. It's like the concept of bullying wasn't even debatable until at least like the 2000s right when, yeah. when anti-bullying stuff came through i was like what yeah. kids could not get bullied <laughs> i didn't know this was an option i didn't know we could have a society like that yeah it's i mean anyone who's from america who knows anything about long island if you can imagine what long island oh. was like in the 1990s <laughs> it was fucking insane My last name, when you mentioned long island <laughs> <laughs> my last name has the word gay in it and my teacher started calling me gay boy in seventh grade no. and ended up being my high school football coach and my uh, a nickname from teachers was gay boy for six years <laughs> wow all right next question who here worked as a sports mascot you do a bit of mascot work gabrus yes gabrus dooley no on on the internet, that is Deanne. you, John. Ah! John, oh, did you ever do any, any mascot work? Wait, do we all get a point for you spoiling there? That's bullshit. Yes. <laughs> but we don't know if it's true or not, because I, I only got this from the internet. Oh, uh, I've... I... No? Okay, so the, the LA I'm trying... Times, we can say now. Fuck oh, news. Oh, okay, Fuck wait. News. So maybe maybe we have different definitions of mascot. Uh, I, I've had to dress up as characters to hand out flyers and shit in New York City, but not, like, oh. for a sports team. Oh, so okay. maybe I'm being a little closed-minded. Like, I've had to dress up as, like, the guy from Balls of Fury and take pictures with patrons. At the, I've dressed up as Ben Franklin for a UPenn uh, alumni party. Like, the shit you used to do for $100 back in, like, mm. you know, the mid-2000s in New York City. You dressed never, as like, Benjamin Franklin for a Benjamin Franklin. Yes, for oh. <laughs> actually, I think it was for le for less than a Benjamin Franklin. I think I was giving myself. I think I was trying to make myself sound like, hey, you know, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, but I think it was probably more like fifty dollars. <laughs> right, so I just kept saying, a penny saved is a penny earned to some like seventy-year-old woman who loved it. And that's <laughs> I'm like a twenty-five-year-old alcoholic comedian dressed as Ben Franklin, going, "A penny saved is a penny earned," and the lady's like, "Thank you." you," and I'm like, oh. "Were you were you turning lights off and on, going, you can thank me for that.' All right, thanks very much. Like, I had syphilis, you know." <laughs> All right, next question: Who worked in a bakery and watched their manager spill a whole tray of muffins on the floor and then put them in the cabinet to sell them? Gabrus. Yes, Gabrus. Is that Deanne's story? No, that's Aparna, the point off John. Fuck. It's true. Is there anyone Deanne, else work history. food service? No, I never have. I worked in a supermarket, really? but not food service. Yeah. Mm. I did bartending and bar backing and bouncing, but never like a, a restaurant. Never a real restaurant. <laughs> Always just <laughs> trashy college and trashy summer bars and stuff like that. How on the floor were these muffins? I mean, I looked and they all were rolling around on the floor. And then I, I turned around to do something. And next thing I knew, they were all in the display. Wow. 
Sounds like it's under the, three seconds, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a five-second rule, yes. <laughs> There's right, always one friend that oh. works somewhere that you're like, oh, I'll just get something to eat from you. And that, just, just, we'll go somewhere else. Yeah. We'll just, let's, <laughs> like, we'll go somewhere else. That the, sounds like the you bar, are that friend here, Panda. The bar I used to work at in on Long Island in summers, my friends would come in and, like, look at the bar taps and be like, huh, do I want? I'm like, all four of these taps go down to uh, – <laughs> Four different kegs of bush. Just there. It's all bush. Don't worry. And they're like, oh. and I'm like, I'm like, if you're coming to this bar, order bottled beer and don't order any liquor because the Grey Goose is, everything is Crystal Palace vodka. Like, no, it's all fucking illegal shit. Just uh, the only thing I could give you that's legit what you want it to be is bottled beer. So order that. All right. Next question. Who here did a comedy show at a strip club in Indiana? And when the crowd liked a joke, they made it rain dollar bills. Aparna, I'm gonna say Deanne. You are correct. Another point there for oh. Aparna. Yeah, yeah, you got it. So um, this came about in a really fun way. I was doing a show in Portland, Oregon, and I had just been in Indiana, and I made some joke about Indiana, um, and then this girl shouted out, "Hey, I'm from Indiana." She she thought it was funny. It was something about just like seeing a billboard that says hell is real. And I was like, yeah, no, duh, I'm in Indiana. Um, so she thought that was, she was kind of on board. But then she shouted out drunkenly like, my dad owns a strip club in Indiana. And then I got the crowd in a chant of call your dad, call your dad. So we called her dad. Um, it was like 3 a.m. in Indiana, but strip club, they answered the phone. Um, so we had, a, we had a cute and quick little chat. And then I got a Facebook message the next day from his wife that actually owned the place um, and was like, hey, we thought you were so funny. We looked you up. If We don't do comedy shows here, but if you're ever in town, we'd love to do something with you. And then it turned out a few months later, I was at the Limestone Comedy Festival, which is just a short, I don't know, maybe two-hour drive from Evansville. So I'm like, I think we need to do this. So I went down there and did a comedy show for them. It was so much fun, um, except... Um, that it was set up like a strip club. So th they were so sweet. Honestly, they treated me so well. They gave me like a jacket from the strip club with my name on it, a gift Whoa. basket, a hotel. They were unbelievably kind. And um, But right before I went on stage, I was chatting to them outside and then the manager goes, oh, oh, I got to go adjust the lights. We're not used to focusing on faces. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. really when you know they were, they were all cashed up and when they like, they didn't, you know, they're used to seeing strip shows and they, they when they liked a joke, I remember facing one way because it was a 360 stage. I'm facing one way. I tell a joke. Somebody over here liked it. I turn back and the stage was just littered in dollar bills. <laughs> and I, I had to get them to stop that, though. I was like, guys, I'm too neurotic for this. Like the measure, the metric of if you're enjoying it is your laughter. But I can't be also being like, how much did I get tipped on that one? Are they into it? Um, it was a great experience. The place is called Lucky Lady in Evansville, Indiana, and I cannot recommend it enough. They treat their they treat their dancers so well. Um, it's a really lovely family place. <laughs> great. It's Next. a mom and pop strip club. Yeah. <laughs> Next it question. Really is. Growing up, whose dad owned a McDonald's? Who was living the Ooh. dream and their dad owned a McDonald's? Deanne. Yes, Deanne. I guess this guy every time, and I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Scott Dooley. You are correct, yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I tried to you do... You just seem like you come from a franchising family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when, after they got into strip clubs as their family business, they thought the next <laughs> logical step. Uh, okay, and our final question for the game. 
who on their college application submitted an essay on Popeye? <laughs> Aparna. I'm going to say Gabriel. You are correct. Yes, a point there oh. for Aparna. Yeah. Was it an essay you'd already written or you went, I'm going to do this and show off my Popeye knowledge? It, it was like there, were like someone you admire. It was like a, a topic that was in a few different essays. So I was like, I can like, if I do this one, I can use it for a lot of shit. So I wrote Popeye. I was like a woke little kid. I was like, he says I am what I am. And I th- that was like the whole foundation for it is like that. He just is proud to be himself. Yeah. And, and but then I was also like, like, humiliating like but spinach is performance and like i would like to like i kept like the 17 year old versions of like metaphors going for like way too long you know what i mean it was like an olive oil represents it's like this kid all right just come to college asshole your mom has your mom has 35 grand a year plus your student loans come on in asshole Do do you know why the spinach is used sorry to cut you off josh it, this, the reason spinach is used in Popeye is because of a misprint in a nutritional card that was sent out by the spinach, like, f- people to to people saying, and instead of it being, like, 0.4 iron, it was, like, 40. And people were like, this shit has so much iron in it. It's so good. But it was a misprint, and that's what inspired <laughs> Popeye. Was that's it a awesome. misprint or was it a lie by Big Spinach? Yeah. Right. <laughs> when the greens, or when the lie the becomes legend, just had print a green the legend. pencil and went, oh, I'll just do a spinach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the game, the scores are John Gabrus, two points. Deanne yes. Smith, five points. Scott Dooley, six points. But our winner on seven oh. points is Aparna Nanshala. Yes. Hey, thank you so much. Came back at the end there, Aparna. Now, because you win, Aparna, you get to promote whatever you want to promote first. You can oh, do some plugs. great. Yeah, I know. What Great. a game. Uh, what do I need to plug? I Well, I'm on. I'm a voice on this new show, The Great North. I don't know where it's available. It's available on Hulu, but I don't know if Hulu is a worldwide platform. I reckon it'll come out, it'll come out on something out here. We yeah. seem to get. And also, Australians are very good at getting TV shows. We're, we're not meant to be getting TV shows. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's on the internet. Yeah. I, I, that might be bad to say we're going to steal it, but... <laughs> That's it. And uh, follow Aparna on all the socials as well. Uh, Deanne, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Find me, um, Deanne underscore Smith, most places. And I've been doing a monthly Zoom show that's a lot of fun called Deanne Smith and Acquaintances um, on the Fridays near the end of the month. So if you Google some combination of that, you'll find it. It's by donation, and we then donate a portion of ticket sales somewhere cool and different every month. Brilliant. Dooley, where can people find you? Uh, On the internet. Uh, but I would like to promote uh, the Great North with um, my yeah. friend Arpana is on it, and also Deanne Smith and acquaintances. You should, uh, <laughs> you should get involved. Oh yeah, in that. sounds yeah. good. And and and, uh, and Joshua, Sorry, can I just say a good. That's very it's very white male of you then to just uh, repeat what they said for uh, <laughs> try and get some, and some kudos. I laugh I laugh really loud at all Dooley's plugs and I'm insane. <laughs> oh, this guy! I got I'm definitely gonna check out the Great North now, Scott. <laughs> I didn't have anything to promote, so I thought I'd reiterate. It's good. I like it. Um, and, and Gabriel, where can people find you? 
Uh, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Um, you, I have a pod, I have several podcasts, but uh, the free easiest one to find is called High and Mighty, and that's just me having a chat with different comics or weirdos every week. It's very, very funny. Uh, hey, well, everyone in Melbourne, if you are um, wanted to come and see the live shows, they are on sale at joshearl.com.au at the Comedy Republic Saturdays, 4 p.m., starting Jan 23, going to Feb 13. So make sure you get a ticket. Hey, there's been lots of fun. I'll see you all next time. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.